you know, seeing him on the operating table, that's something that will never be, like, it's, like, I think about that every day, and I, I'm sure every day I will always think about that. I'm seeing kind of how that's evolved and, and um, really helped me become a really good dad. I'm, I'm a really good dad. And um, it, it taught me two things. One, it, it, it robbed me of my childhood. Um, and to your point, um, you know, seeing other folks with their dads. I was, my dad was my hero, very, 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 very close to him. Um, and, um, you know, I am with my kids now all the time. One, because I just genuinely enjoy hanging out with them. They're seven and six, they're both boys. My father, before he died, always told me I would only have sons, I would never have daughters. So, like, I never even considered it. Like, it just wasn't even possible. Um, so, I always thought when, like, we didn't know um, what gender our, our first child would be, and we waited until he came out. And um, I was like, oh, it's going to be a boy. But when we actually, or I actually saw he was going to be a boy, I was like, like, that's probably the best moment in my entire life i would say i would, I would say that but but how how it's helped me as a dad is like i really really appreciate the time i have with my children because um i know how great of a dad my dad was and then i know what it's like to have that taken away from me and so everything in my life is based around that um like if, and especially in business, like if I meet someone and I'm like, oh, this person's going to be annoying and take away valuable time away from my relationship with my family, especially my sons, I'm just not going to work with them. And um, so that's what, you know, my, my company's network is, is this giant group of amazing people that wouldn't take away time away from valuable time away from me and my sons. Yeah. How do you... How do you envision um, carrying on that to your children? You speak of it in your book, right? You talk about oh, yeah. the value of your time um, with them. You also talk about the importance of their time and as they build their future. Uh, how do you start to instill those principles early on? I mean, they'll, so they'll always have the book they'll always have you and the memories they have of you. But like, what are the little things that you do that add to that on a daily basis? Um, so I've never really treated them like children. The conversation we're having now is what's the difference between a visionary and an integrator. Um, so they're mm -hmm. seven and six. Um, the little guy just turned six and um, the seven year old wants to be an entrepreneur. The six year old wants to be a Navy SEAL. The book I'm reading to them is uh, Robert O'Neill's book. He's the Navy SEAL that, uh, fired the shot that killed bin laden so like there's no like <laughs> it's not like uh you know they are they ju did just watch wizard of oz so they are doing some which is actually a pretty scary movie um but it's uh you know they're like they're my kids but they're also like um like, i don't treat them like kids we you know we watch rated r movies we just watch them 48 hours the other day which is an incredibly offensive movie i cannot believe like that movie never would have been released now um but um yeah we just like i'm preparing them for life and if they want to be entrepreneurs and preparing them for that so we have real discussions about things in life when did you see that start i mean was that something that oh immediately yeah never because that's how my dad was with 
that's how my dad was with me. So he was 61 when I was born. He was a soldier in World War II in the Korean War. Um, he kept a diary of his fighting experiences in the Hurtgen Forest in Belgium, Germany. That's That was one of the most like vicious, bloody vet. <laughs> and so he's like sleeping in a foxhole and, you know, writing, and his writing's really fascinating. He writes exactly like I do. And I never saw the diary until after he died. And so that's my most treasured possession. If our house burned down, I would, you know, say my family, that diary, and then, you know, my laptop and phone. Other than that, I really don't care about anything else. Um, so that diary is very, very special. It's my bond with my father. Um, and I read it every now and then. But yeah, I've never treated my children like children ever. Um, they're just like, I, I grew up in the North Shore of Chicago. Um, I've seen so many children who are now adults destroyed by parents who coddled them and everybody wins BS and it's just nonsense to me and um, you know silver spoon spoiled kind of stuff yeah so my kids are certainly well provided for and taken care of but they're also super tough and um, we beat each other up all day and uh, it's just a lot of lot of fun yeah it's amazing um... So the diary is really interesting. Uh, what do you, do you have, I mean, the book in a way becomes a diary of sorts, right? Because you're sharing your thoughts and you're sharing what you're seeing. What else do you do? Uh, or if anything that sort of like keeps you centered or grounded in, um, you know, in your ways and, and maybe like being able to uh, sort of, have this equilibrium of life, as they say, between all the things that happen. And we're certainly in a time now that, you know, this isn't like your, your average, uh, you know, Wednesday or whatever. So um, we're living in a really interesting time. So how do you, how do you keep everything sort of centered? Um, in terms of like physically doing something, I run six days a week, um, living again, live in Chicago area. So and so I run outside six days a week, no matter the weather conditions. So I've been doing that for 15 years. So negative 20, blizzard, monsoon, um, 100 degrees. I just, I run outside. I've already had my run this morning. That helps me focus on the, the day ahead and think of cool ideas. That's actually where the idea for writing my book came. I'm like, oh, I'll just write a book. Um, that, you know, keeps me physically fit. Um, again, my father died of a heart attack. He was old. He was 74. But um, so I certainly think about staying in shape for my kids, not only now, but, you know, my life goal is to live to 100. So, you know, running. But, um, you know, for me, and I, uh, business wise, really not much has changed other than um, no in person meetings. But Q2 was the biggest quarter my company ever had in three plus years. Um, I only work with visionaries who look at things as investments, not cost. And that laser focus has led to what my company actually is. It's this, this global incubator of geniuses around the world. And we're just constantly introducing each other for mutual gain. And then the byproducts and constantly getting intros to the companies that want to hire my firm. So there's no like, there's, there's no panic. There's no cost. There's issue. There's no scarcity mindset. It's all abundance um, investment visionary mindset and so because of that like i am so laser focused on that it weeds out 97 98 percent of 
the population, even business owners, and I only focus on the people that get it, mesh with my brain, and then those people um, introduce me to other people that think like that. So this is also interesting. Um, this going back to mindset, visionary. You 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 have this like number in your head. You just mentioned ninety eight percent. You know, which maybe is not statistical, but it certainly feels that way. <laughs> That's exactly right. It's it stayed in my own head just from talking to people. I mean, so most of my day is talking to people like you on a global level. Um, and so I, and I, I have seen it because like, I'll do, I'll do a presentation for, let's say it's 20 people and, um, I'll talk like this and 18 or 19 <laughs> stop listening and they go away and I don't care. See you later. And the one or two that are like smiling or they're like, holy cow, I got to connect with this person. They connect with me. And then we talk after that. And then they introduce me to other people like that. And so, and so those people usually, again, based on the data in my head of just literally talking to people all day and for yeah. you know, years, tens of thousands of people, uh, those are the ones that are running these amazing companies or know these super successful people. They're very happy with their families like, like I am. And those are the folks I'm interested in talking to on a global level. So... I bring up my dad every time on this podcast because just like you, you know, we all have people that, especially when we're young, that we look up to. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think it's very natural, you know, to have sort of as a boy, you know, as a father figure. Um, you know, thankfully, my dad is here with me. And last this weekend, he, he said something to me that was along the lines of, do you think that we are nearing the end of the world? Um, and, you know, uh, I think he knows that I bring him up. I'm not sure if he listens to this, but is he an entrepreneur? No. Right. And I think, and I think so. So, so this mindset, and I think this is what I what I was trying to get to when you mentioned your 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 numbers and how you like you, you talk to the room. You know what is it about? Because if you think about the numbers, it's the minority, right? It's so, the drastic minority. It's a drastic minority. So, so you can look at it from two perspectives. You can look at it as 98% of us are right and the 2% are, the, are like out of their minds mm -hmm. pretending, right, that the world is, 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 is great and, you know, and there's so much positivity and that, like you said, it's, it's about, um, it's, it's not about small thinking and, and um, you said the word, I can't think of the word. Abundance. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, there's abundance and, and you sort of can create your magic, right? You can create what you want to, mm -hmm. to, 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 to see in, in, your, uh, in your world, for your family, for kids, business, outside, helping people. You, you, know, you talk about that in your book, giving, giving up time. What is it? Like, what is it about, like, who's right? <laughs> It's such an interesting way of asking that. Um, I say this without any ego. The people in that 2 to 3%, the people I talk to every day, they're the ones who are the most successful people in the world. Um, Revenue-wise, for sure, but more in terms of their hearts and how they help people and the relationships they have with their family. Um, and just enjoying their lives. Um, and uh, I, I don't know if it's, that means they're right per se, 
what I will say is that they're the right people for me. I know my tribe. I know who my audience is. And um, for those folks, I will endlessly help them. What I found from the, and again, based on my experience and talking to people and then growing a business from nothing to a, a global business in less than three years, I found that the people that are in the majority usually are the ones that are the the ones that are uh, with the most negative thoughts, with the ones that are, I don't want to say jealous, but angry with their lives or nervous or panicking. Um, uh, and uh, for my brain, it's like my, my whole, you know, my company, whatever, on a higher level, it's like, I'm like a magnet. So actively attracting people like me and very, very actively repelling people that don't think like me. So for, for me and how my life works and how my family works and, the joy that is in my life it's that's how it works for me it's right and I know that um and most people never even like they just they don't even realize what you know what's going on outside of you know their job or cubicle or whatever it is like that's what's cool about being an entrepreneur you really get to figure things out about yourself yeah um it seems to me that objectively what some pattern that I found is this idea to sort of take yourself out even of your own shoes stand stand you know stand on the stand stand by the corner of the street and looking out um, you know looking out on Main Street let's say and 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 seeing you know what's really going on here you know, um, what are we really looking at? Mm-hmm. Why, why, why are things the way they are? And I think it's interesting that you say that because again, I've seen similar patterns and, and these patterns continue to sort of, um, show up, you know, um, the data points continue to be similar, the, the same. And, and, and it is those people that question or maybe, uh, and I guess the point that I'm trying to, trying to, almost understand a lot of this is really me trying to understand this stuff. It's, I don't pretend to know anything. Yeah, You're a high fact finder. Yeah. That's why I, you know, I love, I love You'd talking. Be a good journalist. Your brain is constant. <laughs> no, you're, you're like me. You're like a sponge. You just want to learn from people. So that's what I do all day is just talk to people and just listen. And then it's like a, a sponge. So. Yeah. You know what, what I, what I'm really curious about is if there's, there's also a pattern of events that take shape, in, in, in lives like yours, maybe lives like mine. Yes. I mean, I, I know I have advert, I've been through adversity. Yes. I think it sounds like you've been through some adversity. Yes. Um, regardless of, you know, where you are today, there are some points that sort of, you know, create this, this effect of how do you respond? You know, what is the stimulus, right? From, mm-hmm. from that event? Uh, how do you observe it? How do you internalize it? Uh, because things, you know, negative neg- negative points in your life, or maybe things that sort of create that adversity, they can either kill you or they can mm-hmm. they can bring you up. Yep. Um, and and it seems that you're able to look at these points and say, how can I 
one up, right? How can I level up or how can I be better? It's not mm-hmm. a knock on anyone. It's your understanding or like emotional intelligence per se is, is the word that everyone's been using, but it's your emotional intelligence saying, here's what happened. How can I be better? Right. It's that choice. Like one thing. So if I was to write a book and have a chapter and I think you, you have things very similar because you're the, the, the all around topic in your book is that, you know, we have these choices every day that we can make and the choices are, you know, either you go one way or you go another. What is the choice that you're going to make today? And for me, so this is, I'm not sort of uh, projecting on you. This is actually how I think. Uh, so I apologize if it sounds that way. But but the way I, I, I uh, sort of see my day is I wake up in the morning. Thankfully, I'm conscious enough to make, to make a choice. Yeah. Do I want to be a positive person? Do I want to be a negative person? Do I want to smile at people? Do I want to frown at people? Do I want to, you know, grab my, my, my son and tell him I love him? Or do I want to move him, you know, move him to the side and be like, hey, I got a busy day, day at work at me uh, ahead. Mm-hmm. The choices are so important. Uh, some people, and I've, talk, I've talked to a few people, I hate using saying some people because it's like, you know, you can just generalize, but, but there are some specific people I've spoken to about this and they believe that, well, it's not as easy as, as you say it is. And that makes me wonder, <laughs> is there something about me that makes it easy? Is there something that I'm maybe not seeing that I'm so, – so, for example, you know, if you have a loved one that's going through a healthcare crisis right now, how do you wake up and make a choice that's like I'm going to pretend to be ha- – you know, you're not pretending. I'll be happy today. What's your take on that? That was a very long way of asking a question, and you are a very high fact finder. And uh, this podcast has definitely helped your brain, helping your brain evolve, which is great. That's why I talk to people all day because I appreciate it, helps, that. it helps my brain evolve. Well, and I say I think in the first thing, um, this podcast helps me more than it helps I think anyone else. It's it's really a psychiatrist. You know, it's a, it's and like, this is therapy. 100%. It's therapy. It's therapy. Yeah, for me, and I'm happy to say it. But I think you know, hopefully, maybe we can we can we can allow some other people that are going through this to sort of see what, what, what may be possible. Mm-hmm. So, so, so maybe you can shorten my own question. Yeah. And, so you and, have, so my brain doesn't process things like that. So what I okay. need is like, what is your question? What do you want to know? Okay. When you wake up in the morning, do you consciously or maybe subconsciously make a choice? And what mm-hmm. is that choice about how your outlook is going to be for the day? So I'll answer it like this. Um, And you talked about this a little before. Every single very, very, very high level entrepreneur I know has been through either immense trauma, depression. They have like ADD or something like that. I always ask someone if they have ADD when they when they start rambling and they're like, and and usually like, yeah, so most, I know two billionaires that have incredible ADD and dyslexia. Um, and they're like, they're just, they just rechannel that and their other parts of their brain are super half my clients barely went to college. It doesn't matter. Um, and their brains are like at this super high level of it's really amazing. Um, and I like being the dumbest person in the room and I'm, like when it comes to this, I'm very highly intelligent, but I like being the dumbest person in the room. 
So yes, I start my day this year, especially I have been said the term global growth every single day since January 1st. A good friend of mine, he's been a client, his name's Joe Martin. I actually just posted on LinkedIn about this. Um, he names his years and I'm like, oh, I'll just try that this year. So it's global <laughs> growth. So most of my conversations now are outside the U.S. I'm in uh, global organizations, including EO, which is Entrepreneurs Organization, and then Strategic Coach. Um, we have clients outside the U.S. now. I just, for fun, I, I randomly, well, I don't think it was random, actually. Um, everything happens for a reason, but met this incredible woman who also has two sons who are my son's age, and she lives in Mallorca, Spain, and, you know, in the Mediterranean Sea, and uh, same age as me. And so we just started a global leaders group where we just bring people together uh, from around the world just to talk about life. They're all these amazing entrepreneurs. So um, global growth, global growth, global growth. And if you say that like three, three and a half years ago before I started a business, if, if someone had told me this, I'd have been like, you're a complete deranged lunatic. Like, hmm. you know, most of the population would think that I'm sounding now, but um, now it's like, oh, this is a hundred percent true, and not only is it a hundred percent true that it leads to this type of mindset, um, but then it attracts people with similar values and very focused, positive mindsets. It's really interesting to see how that um, that evolves. And then again, like I don't, I have a PR firm, but that's not what my company is. It's a giant network of people around the world, and and now how that's evolving is like people are people are just fascinated with how i connect people on a global level and then that is going to continue to grow and it leads to endless business and business is a byproduct of all these great relationships that i have yeah does so that answer your question i honestly don't know but that's how my brain responds yeah i'm gonna somewhat i'm gonna dig a little deeper uh because my my i have this sort of love hate with affirmations in the sense that they work for me but a lot of people see them as trivial junk, you know. Uh -huh. click, That's click how I used to look at it. Hmm? Right. So what is, when you have this positive quote unquote affirmation thought, you know, maybe you say it out loud, maybe you say it in your head. Does it seem like it translates to action in the sense that you have this lens, right? So now your day you're on LinkedIn, you're on whatever you're on. You're looking at the screen through this lens of global growth. Am I right? That's correct. So that then translates to an action that maybe you would not have taken if you didn't think or say or do global growth mindset. That's correct. It organically just, I don't want to say magically, but it organically just happens and evolves over time. And go ahead. No, so maybe for people that might find this helpful, what is a real uh, example of, even if it's an accidental example, mm -hmm. of you thinking global growth and uh -huh. then experiencing it during the okay. day? Yes. Okay, so this is something that is super important in that regard. So January 1st, I said global growth. Uh, I didn't have clients around the world <laughs> January 1st. Uh, that started to happen in April, then May, in June. And then again, this global leaders group that um, 
Sonia Saadi, who's is the co I guess the co-founder, like there's no intent to like make business out of this. We just like to get people together. But that just happened um a month ago. We I had posted some I'll tell you exactly what happened. So I was bored and my personality traits are for me, boredom is literally worse worse than death. Like it literally says that. Um and so I was bored one day. So I posted on LinkedIn. I'm like, here are 30 visionaries I have talked to in the last 30 days. So I, and then I tagged them. I go, please tag other visionaries in it. And then, so, um, all these, it got, it's gotten like 10,000 views or something. So the, one of the people in the comments was Sonia. And then I said, Oh, thanks for, you know, thanks for being a part of this. And she wrote, global growth <laughs> visionaries i'm like what <laughs> like oh my god i'm going we you and i have to talk and so we talked and like again it felt like we were separated at birth which maybe we were i don't know but um and then we just created that group so that's a prime example of that um and then preaching abundance and you just say that every day abundance mentality is the only mentality it just attracts people like that and so you know, there, there aren't quick fixes. People are like, Oh, you're doing so well. Everything's great. I'm like, well, yeah, thank you. But you didn't see me when I had zero clients and zero revenue. And I was up in the middle of the night, like, what the hell am I doing with my life? So it's like, it's not just like an instant fix thing. Like you need to put work into it and not only like physical work, it's brain work. But what happens is when you get through low points or this roller coaster and you figure out who you like talking to and who you really don't like talking to and what you like to do and what you don't like to do, then you're at this point where I'm at. Um, but most people, again, based on me talking to people all day and interacting with people, they're, they just don't have the guts or mindset to like really put themselves through this type of experience. But the ones that do and then come out on the other end of it, like I have, they're these unbelievably happy, again, most importantly, happy, joy-filled lives. They know their superpowers. They know who their tribe is. And then they're just, and most of them are very successful financially. But that's the last thing I mentioned because it's a byproduct of all the other stuff. Yeah. So it's to me, it seems like your PR business, uh, which clearly, you know, is doing well, is, is undergoing growth and th because of probably all the things that we're mm -hmm. talking about. Uh, but it seems like it's a, maybe a channel for something much bigger. Oh, 100%. It's a, you, right? it's, it's a byproduct of all the other stuff. Like, it, um, I don't sell anything. I don't even talk, like we've barely talked about, I don't, I think that's the first time you even mentioned PR, which is fine. Most people don't ever, they never talk to me about that, which I honestly don't care about because it's more about brain, brains, attitude, intentionality, all that kind of stuff. And then again, the byproduct is my company's exploded beyond my wildest dreams. And it's only the beginning because it literally just started. And the conversations I've had this year on a global level, the people on, on that level, the seeds that have been planted with them, these people are so brilliant, way more brilliant than I am, where their minds are way more evolved than I am. And those relationships are going to be, I mean, it's going to lead to incredible things. And um, 
that's what's super exciting is that like I've only just begun this journey. I just turned, you know, I'm 43 and the kids are seven and six and um, it's just going to just keep getting better and better because my 10xing has nothing to do with revenue. I don't care about that at all. That's just a byproduct of this. And revenue to me is a, a number driven by, um, you know, ego. Like if, like my company is essentially all profit. So like if you're, if you have a $5 million revenue company and your profits, $10,000, like, Oh, congratulations. Yay. Good for you. Like, it's just nonsense to me. So yeah. my 10xing is 10xing network on a global level, which I also say to myself every single day and then 10xing experiences in life. So, um, when COVID does end and it will, then I'll, yeah. that'll be the 10xing that I'm doing is going out with my family and doing cool things. Pretty so, simple. so in your book, you have these takeaways, these epic takeaways, which I, I love because they, you know, uh, just simplify everything. And, and that's right. when I envision my book, I think it's very similar to this, to the point that it's just to the, like I said, to the point, uh, it's, it's, it's just information. It's not boom, 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 yeah. boom, boom. It's not waste a lot of time talking about no. why would you do that? Yeah. And so you said it's, it is affirmation, but it is going out and, and doing the work. I mean, I'm sure you don't just sit outside <laughs> <laughs> say those words and, and you know magic appears you are putting in hard work right so yeah. there, there's something i mean smart work i'm sure it, so for me it's not hard actually um but again that's because i only like to do what i'm good at and what i like to do so i don't it for me it's just endless joy and fun but it is absolutely work it's just not for me it's not work because it's just it's my craft it's my superpowers and it's my passion in life but yeah you, i'm not sitting here just <laughs> you know <laughs> floating around some you know thing although some people think i i am doing that but a lot um, of people tend to think that of people uh i'll just speak for myself like me um i we were out at a at a um, uh, birthday party and and we did the whole social distancing thing with mm -hmm. those family members and uh, one of my relatives asked me how many days a week do you work and I, I mean, uh, how many hours a day do you work? Wow. And, I, and I said, you know, uh, if I really think about it, I actually use a really cool tool. It's called Rescue Time. And it sort of tells me based on what I'm doing on my computer, whether the work I'm doing is uh, valuable or not. And that's, that's set by my yeah, it's set by my own triggers. And then it sort of just remembers. And, and it's really cool. But what I find because of that, because of rescue time, I can sort of look back and I can report on the work and I can see what I do. And what I found is I work about three to four focused hours a day. Mm -hmm. And I said that to him and he gave me a weird look and he whispered to his wife. He said he only works three to four hours a day as uh -huh. if I am some sort of, you know, um, this person's also not an entrepreneur. Yes and no. Um, they have a business, uh, but I think they have a lot of growth uh, ahead of them um, mentally. Uh, and yeah, well, definitely mentally, because that wouldn't have been a question or a response. Yeah. What, again, going back to this idea of getting things done, but also having this big abundance mindset, how many, how many hours, how do you spend, you know, the difference between working on your business and working in? Can you mm -hmm. give me a glimpse of the time? Uh, and how you break that up through your day and through your week. Yep. 90% of my day is talking to people like you on a global level and sponging it. Um, and again, that create, that's, 
I never understood why, um, I shouldn't say never, but certainly in the last couple of years, I don't understand why more business owners don't do that. Um, not only for me, that's like, that's just what life is all about. But again, the byproduct, it leads to incredible intros for people. Um, so again, I'm in strategic coach as a global entrepreneurial group. They, the, uh, the number one thing that I've taken from that or built into my life is a thing called unique ability, meaning what I, you know, doing what you'd like to do and what you're good at. So I do do only that other than a little bit of admin stuff, like, you know, sending out contracts or whatever, but most of 99% of my day is just doing what I like to do and what I'm good at, whether it's talking to people like you or writing stories, um, which I did two to three on deadline for 20 years as a journalist. And that's what I do now, but the, you know, for my clients, which are the most amazing people in the world. And then I like pitching stories to media because I really like relationships with media because I was a journalist forever. And I love seeing, I love seeing my clients in high level news all over the world. So um, the other thing strategic coaches taught me is there's like three types of days. One, which they base everything around is free days, which is where you literally do nothing for 24 hours. And I've started doing that on Saturdays. My phone's turned off. My computer's turned off. I don't no, I just don't work at all. The other, the, for me personally, the other types of days are uh, focus days, which is where your focus activities, that's, those are the only types of days that I have. Um, for most entrepreneurs, there's also a day called buffer days where you do kind of ancillary, ancillary activities. I don't, I don't do anything like that because I don't, my company doesn't have ancillary activities. It only, I only focus on my unique ability or focus activities. So, that, that's it. Like, it's just, I just focus on my superpowers, double down on it. And that's, it's just endlessly fun for me. It's not work at all. So like to quantify that in an hourly basis, I don't know. I would say I work zero hours a day. <laughs> I you just don't see it as work. It's not work. It's not, none of this is work for me. Like if you had told me three and a half years ago, I'd have a global company working with people that are, and businesses that are really up to game-changing, life-changing, society-changing technology and development. I got to do, write these stories, got to interact with media, got to talk to people like you all day. I'd be like, uh, what? But that's what I've done. Just did that, created it for myself. And I strongly feel to take that, that point forward is that more companies will be like mine. And I'm a, a visionary visionary. And I strongly believe this is going to happen, especially because of COVID. And I thought it was going to happen even before COVID, but there'll be a lot more companies with, with you know, for lack of a better term, my company's business model, where it's a high price point, low overhead. You essentially leverage your network to create endless opportunities for your network and for yourself. And then you're easily able to pivot. So there's no need for employees. There's no need for office. There's no need to do a million different things. You just do what you like to do and what you're good at. And you create tremendous value for your network and for yourself. It's very simple for me. It took me, that was the coolest thing to, you know, as part of writing the book is kind of how I figured that out. But that process, it just seems like that's the natural order of progression of things to create joy in your own lives and then for other people. I see the world exactly the way you do. Um, and uh, we only have a few minutes, which is fine. I, I think, frankly, uh, 
these conversations can either go, you know, three, four, five hours, mm-hmm. or uh, because of the attention span these days, um, we, we can sort of keep them to what we have is about 45 minutes. And I think yep. and 45 minutes is a good number. In fact, um, <laughs> a lot to think so, about. Well, because so, um, and again, data, brain, um, what, I've already, I, this is one of the things I did write down, because when somebody says something really interesting, I'll be like, oh, that's a good idea. And that's how what the the chapters in my book are each one of these lessons. So I actually, for my next book, whichever I'll write it, it's 45 minute meetings because um, 30 minutes are not really long enough. And then you're budding two 30 minute meetings in the same hour. If 45 minutes, perfect, because if it's boring, you just, whatever, you end it. And if it's a little longer, you can go into the next hour. And if it's perfectly 45 minutes, then you have a 15 minute cushion before your next meeting. So um, I analyze that in my head and just like, oh, that's a, 45 minutes is a perfect time. So that's not where you were going with that, but that's where my head took it. So yeah, that's fine. Well, here's where I think I was going. I was going to ask a question, but then I realized the time is up. Um, (laughs) Why, why don't we do this? I think we need to continue this, uh, which, which makes this really, you know, exciting because, because we can do a part two. I I also the beginning, whatever. Yeah. I also think we can release this as is. I don't think mm-hmm. there was anything that really needs to be changed, and and I'm happy. It's actually one of my um, sort of goals is to see how many of these I can release without editing, uh, because I think the 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 way we speak, uh, the tonality, how we process ideas, I think it's all important. Um, I guess I just wanted you to maybe you know tell tell if you know whoever's listening i know a couple of people listen to this thing uh, you know maybe over time it'll grow but tell uh you know talk about maybe just you know your work and, and your book and if there's just anything else that you want to share um and then we can end it uh if you do want to reach out to me um linkedin's probably the best way i use it as a commercial for other folks um and it's led to endless connectivity and I just passed 22,000 followers there, which is, was really cool. Um, so Justin Breen on LinkedIn and then, you know, my company is Brepic. I don't even think we met, <laughs> but that's what I mean. Who did whatever, but, um, the company's website is Brepic LLC.com. B is in boy, R E P is in pony. I C is in Cobra LLC.com Brepic LLC.com and reach out to me there. You can see how to get the book and all that stuff. But yeah, it's, uh, the the right so the right people will listen to this and they'll reach out and then everyone else will they they won't and that's fine that's exactly what happens during these type of discussions exactly i appreciate you for well a i i'm, I'm glad we met um mm-hmm. introduced me to some amazing people i hope to do the same um i think that the goal for me is to take messages like yours and frankly to spread them as far and as wide as possible for me, for no, no, no other reason than, than for humanity, you know, right. because, because if not everyone will agree, not everyone will, 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 will execute or do what we say. Some people will think we're, we're idiots or whatever they want to think. Whatever. But for the ones that don't, if we can add one more to the tribe, I think it mm-hmm. will help, help us and help a, lot of, a lot of people. So you just summed up why my company is a global successful company in three years. That exact, that's exactly why. That's awesome. All right. Well, you um, you have an awesome day. It looks like uh, the weather in Chicago is really nice today. Um, it's pretty no one nice. can see it, but it is um, 
it is beautiful and it's going to rain in about uh, three or four hours and um, yeah I'll be continuing to intro you to amazing awesome people because that's how my brain just boom 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 so <laughs> let's let's uh, hopefully do this again and uh, good luck to you and uh, we'll speak soon thanks man you too see you Joseph